Hi, this is YJ. Welcome to another episode of Extra in Ordinary that makes you extraordinary. Hi everybody, this is YJ. It's been a very long time since I've done a podcast. So much has happened. So, so much. Not just COVID, but things have happened in places that I'm interested in and um, I care about. Things are happening in America that will impact all of us all over the world. Things are happening in France and Italy that are dreadful and they will have repercussions for immigrants and, and, and nationals. Things are happening in um, countries like China that have that that where atrocities are being committed against a particular um, tribe or race within their community there's so much happening and it's so so very easy to want to focus on the negative to want to feel hopeless to want to sink into a pit of oh gosh what next covid is still still raging it went down and now it's rearing its ugly head and it's rising and I think it's just so wearing and tiring. But yesterday I was with my sister and we were driving along and I was trying to go and get some liquefy, um LPG petrol for my car. And we pulled up into the petrol station and just as I was trying to figure out where my card was and try and get out of the car, she stopped me and she was like, oh gosh, I want you to listen to this podcast. I want you to listen to this podcast. Oh, was it podcast? No, maybe it wasn't a podcast. Maybe it was... um an Instagram live or post or something. So I sat listening with her and it, the, the, the person was talking about stop complaining. And I, and I was like, hmm? Anyway, we started to listen to it. She took a long time to work into where she was going because she was obviously trying to get as many people to attend a live as possible, which is really cool because people come from all over the world. So finally, she hit the nail on the point. She hit the nail on the head, not the point. And she went and said, it is time for us all to stop complaining. And you know what? I get it. I really do get it. I'm with her on this. Yeah, COVID is happening. Yeah, there's a lot of negative consequences and results from it. Yes. People in a protest in Nigeria, I don't know if you heard about it, it was called the NSARS movement. Young people joined together to show their creativity and their ingenuity to raise their voice so that they could be heard by the government against police brutality and asking for the government to assist them to stop police brutality. They protested and they blocked one of the most lucrative toll gates in, Ni- in Nigeria, Leki toll gate. And the consequence of that was that uh, the army was sent out to shoot, at, shoot live bullets at unarmed, peaceful young protesters. So you can imagine watching that. It really hit me and I felt so bad. But yeah, it is happening. It happened. But if we just continue to complain, where is that going to get us? What about in France and in Italy today? People beheading uh, beheading nationals. Wow, that's so terrible. It's so 
horrifying from my mind's eye to try and visualize such a horrible thing. But yeah, complaining is not going to change the fact that it's done. Yes, the Uyghur Muslims in China are being brutalized, are being subjugated. Complaining about it from me is not going to get it changed. So the lady now in her podcast, which really is the kind of mindset I normally have, she said, instead of complaining, you need to say, what next? What are we going to do about it? What action are we going to take? Galvanize your galvanize ourselves to get up and do something. And, you know, for me, it really resonates with me. I think if I sit down and I do nothing, it once you start to let that whole negative feeling sweep over you and then you sit down and then you stop, it's as if once you stop, once you sit down and accept, well, this is how it's always going to be, then it kind of swamps over you and takes you down a, a dark hole that really I don't want to go and I don't want any of us to go. Whereas if we can just see that glimmer, that glimmer, that crack in the darkness that's letting that light in, that piece of hope, and grab onto it with two hands and know that, yes, good things do indeed happen to bad people. Uh, sorry, bad things do indeed happen to good people. But you know what? There is hope. There is hope. Why? Why do I say that? Where do I see the hope? I'm going to tell you about the hope I see. One, luck, every day I get up, I do find some things hard. And even in my own life, things are not as easy as, it, as, easy as I might make it seem. People looking from the outside might feel that, gosh, this girl is just jiving. She's just having fun. But you know what? I have... I have a way of dealing with each and every day, whereby sometimes I don't rely on me to get me through the day. I rely on a higher power. Obviously, those of you who know me know that I'm a Christian, and that Christianity, as much as pe some people criticize it and say that it's a crutch, well, if it's a crutch, I'm enjoying this crutch because it gets me through. There are days when I want to just stay lying down in my bed, and I don't even want to get up. But because I can just take all that feeling and say, you know what, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. You carry it. I get up and I'm able to get through that day and I'm able to do something good for someone else. In every day we get up, we've got to find the goodness. COVID. COVID is terrible and it continues to take people and it continues to make other people sick and it continues to wreak havoc on the employment, on employments, jobs. It's wreaking havoc on economies. But you know what? Out of all that havoc, it's generating hope. People are, are taking time to care for one another. People are taking time to stop people and ask them, how are you doing? Other people are taking the opportunity to be creative and step out of the fear that they had for ages not to do the thing they've always wanted to do. People have shared and cared. People have done amazing things that in an ordinary day they would not do, but for the fact that COVID came. That's where glimmers of hopes are. Those are the things you need to look out for. Young children have raised money. Captain Tom walked the walk to raise money for the NHS. 
Um, green, white, yellow people have donated food to people they didn't, they've never known. People have done things about providing food for children during, uh, school children during um, half terms when their parents might not be able to raise enough funds because they've lost their job or because they're not able to be home or because COVID has ravaged their income. Those, those little things are the sparks of light, the glimmers of hope that make me realize that, you know what, get up and do something. Don't give up. There's always going to be hope. That's COVID. In the NSARS movement, where's the hope? The hope is that it came out of such tragedy. It came before the tragedy where the young people were, were laced with live bullets. It came before that in seeing how different tribes, different religions, how the young people were almost blind to all the divisive divisions that normally separate young people and adults in Nigeria. And they were, they were joined on one common goal, to stop police brutality. After that, though they may have felt they were isolated and no one was really hearing them in Nigeria, unfortunately, unfortunately, after the, the, the live bullets were sprayed on the young people and some of them died, the world began to join hands with them, irrespective of wherever they were in the world. They began to join in that movement. They began to, to make those young people's lives begin to mean something. It's not over till it's over. And those glimmers of hope where people are joining hands, irrespective of colour, race, tribe, religion, um, location, it's amazing. The power of hope the power of a unified voice, the power of a unified direction is an amazing thought. And the possibilities that it, it generates in my mind of what it can change, what it can impact is amazing. I wonder, the hope comes from one or, like in every, every situation, there are one or two brave souls who will always raise their head above the parapet to be able to say no, it is not it's not right no you shouldn't be doing that no you, this is happening we must all turn our attention to it and we must all sign a petition not to allow it to happen there is always one or two people who are so brave some of them lose their lives in the process some of them become the beginning of a, of of a whole force coming into action but that's where i find the energy to keep going because there lies the hope, there lies the light that can change our whole situation, that can, can make something negative so beautifully positive, that can um, create a force that maybe is even unstoppable. But that's why it's not a case of when something hits you, you should just sit down and let it all sweep over you and drown you. No. You have a right to sit down. Yes, you do. You have a right to mull it through. Yes, you do. You have a right to scream, shout and say it's unfair. Yes, you do. But there comes a time where in that process, you will reach the end of all that. And there's two, only two directions left to go. To continue to wallow in the despair, the sadness and the frustration and the anger or to f find 
a use for all that energy and to turn it into a positive. Turn it into a positive. Now that reminds me kind of funnily of a movie I watched on, uh, it was on New Christian Broadcasting or something. And in this movie, this guy, he actually, he had a son. His son was like the apple of his family's eye. He had two sons and the younger son was the, obviously being the younger son, they doted on him and they really um, um, cared for him. And the, the man was a pastor and his son had a basketball game. But you know how the demands of work and life get to you. And he told his son he would make sure he picked him up and take, took him and would take him to his basketball game. But as the demands of, life, of, of, the, of his job took over him, he now forgot. His son was waited, waited. When he could wait no more, he picked up his bag. And yes, he was angrily stomping his way towards going to wherever the basketball was. And in the process of going, he crossed the road. As, and, and at that precise point in time his dad was trying to call him to say oh I'm sorry I forgot I'm on my way he picked up the phone and he didn't look at the road and the person in the car didn't was looking at her phone at the wrong time and of course she hit him with the car he was now taken to hospital and he was in a coma for a long time and it hit a point where the hospital team had to tell the parents that sorry your son is actually brain dead and that we're going to have to switch off the machine. And it's the strangest time. I'm not sure how I would cope with it happening like that. But then a, a lady came up to them and she was like, OK, I, I hate to approach you right now, but I think there's a precise time that they have to approach. And she said, I'm approaching you to donate your son's organs to, 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 some, to save other lives so that his life will not just be wasted at this point. And... It was shocking to the parents to hear such... They'd barely... They'd just been told they'd have to switch off the machine, which they had vehemently sort of said, no, they wouldn't do. And for the, this lady to come up to them and say, you know what, can you donate your kids' organs because it's going to save someone else's life when they hadn't even got acclimatised their minds to the fact that their son's life might, might be lost. So obviously they, they, were, they were like, get, literally get lost. And she withdrew because obviously she's used to doing this and she understands the feelings that families go through at this crucial point in time. And then they went back to the bed of their son and it's like they were saying goodbye to him. And they hadn't really come to, to come to the idea of donating his organs. But they, the, then the mother remembered that the son had said that he would like his organs to be donated. And in that most painful, poignant time, they agreed that their, their son's organs would be donated for someone else. Now, the reason I'm telling you this story is because it kind of um, supports what I was talking to you about. It supports the idea that, yeah, it is painful. Bad things do happen. And there is a lot of pain, a lot of agony, a lot of hurt, a lot of tears, a lot of crying out and a lot of anger when you go through that process. But it comes to the point where you have to make a decision on what to do next. And instead of continuing to say, to complain, they didn't. They made, they took a decision for life, for hope, by giving their son's organs to save other lives. Now, hopefully, we will never be put in such a position. But with each and every day where we are in either COVID or protests or people doing really dramatically horrible things to other people, 
we have to make a decision when we are involved in such situations not to to go through the process yes please go through the process but when you reach that junction where you have cried all the tears you can cry scream shouted angry may you always reach that point where you make a choice for life and for hope please and at that point you say what now what now are my options and i pray that at that what now junctions You'll always make the choice for hope, for light, for progress, whatever that choice may be, however it may manifest. This is just me mulling over the fact that I heard another podcast where it said stop complaining and get to the point of saying, what now, what next? And I just want to agree with her sentiments. Yeah, we, we know COVID is around. We know people have been killed. We know bad things are happening to good people. But my what next is, how can I affect someone's life as I walk out my door tomorrow for the better? Is it that I can buy them a sandwich or a hot coffee? Is it that I can help them with deliver food? Is it that I can just be nicer to someone in in a classroom or in, in a shop? Is it that can I spend more time with my elderly parents? Is it that I can think about my sister and figure out how is she coping in this financial crisis and can I sub her some money? Is it that I can sign a petition against some against atrocities that are happening in a particular part of the world? Is it that I can simply attend a protest and speak out about it? These are the options in the positive to the what now. Is it that I can donate blood for somebody? There's so many positive things you can do that will impact other positive things. And you know, like when you drop um, a pebble into water and it ripples and those ripples get wider and wider. Or when you light a match on a dry bush and it just catches fire. Those are the things we want to do. But we want to do them for good, not for evil. For better, not for worse. And in hope, not in despair. This is YJ. I hope you get me. Take care. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy my enjoy the things we talk I talk about. Take care. Bye. That concludes another episode of Extra In Ordinary leading to extraordinary don't forget if you've enjoyed this please subscribe for our future podcasts bye have a great week